Hello and welcome to Commagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. And I'm Clarence Thomas. So, <laughs> special Clarence appearance. Thomas. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas is yeah. here. And Brian will for be the, playing the part the of Anita Hill. Of Anita Hill. <laughs> We've stayed out of politics for 40 episodes. Too just long. This is, it was a long game. We're going, we were actually we were just trying to get everybody to watch we're so going, we can backdoor it into uh, Senate hearing reenactments, we're going, which is really what this is. Both feet in 90s <laughs> politics right now. We're going to hit all the serious 90 political issues. <laughs> The the end of that movie just brought out some strong female emotions in me. So let's oh, just yeah. go. Anita yeah. Hill, let's go. Okay. Next okay. episode is on Kosovo. Yeah. I'm really interested about. I don't think that. anyone. I haven't heard Kosovo, Kosovo since you covered it in its entirety in college, Brian. More people know about Kokomo, a I was fictitious gonna, I was just island I was created like, by the Beach Boys, Beach Boys. then yes, Kosovo. Yeah. Do, so were you referencing the city, or is there a movie? What? Kosovo. Oh, no, Brian used to... Kos 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 Kosovo is a country. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the, in, while we were in college, something happened there, and Brian loved to talk about it. Oh, all right. Oh, let's yeah. do it. It, okay. it. was a genocide, just to be clear for oh, people. There was a mass that, so... genocide taking okay. place. So I that feel nobody like me referencing Clarence Thomas was like slightly. Yeah. Brian likes to go charged. with the you genocide. You, you go with it. the pubic right. hair on the coat. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, what? Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, none of this will be covered in this week's episode because we are get looking at the... out of the Apple version. So uh, yes. I don't think so. <laughs> we were probably not. Next uh, week, can we have Keenan on to play the role of Brett Kavanaugh? <laughs> Keenan <Okay>. Squee. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we're already off the rails. Uh, this week, we are doing the Alfred Hitchcock classic vertigo but first we ask the most pressing question of every episode what are we drinking this episode what does everybody have four roses uh single barrel for me tonight excellent i'm finishing my final truly which was purchased for brian's 40th birthday Ooh. i didn't yes. drink them all that night no 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 because my mom guilt shamed you into not <laughs> drinking more that of is them. true Patty, did you think that I was really drunk at Brian's birthday? That, that is true. I have you a did. feeling that Patty has never seen me do really you, drunk. Do you really need to have another one? <laughs> First of all, we should add that at my party, which was at um, the Shoveltown Brewery, um, Katie does a drink um, the beer with the gluten in it. I don't drink uh, a beer with a gluten. So, so I came up with the idea of Katie filling her water bottle with her seltzers and... Mm -hmm. She did, and it I was successful it was until my mom successful. guilt shamed her into <laughs> not having another one. That's fine. I don't know why. It's okay, it's fine. I should add that there was really nobody bad at my in overly intoxicated. Just your cousin. Yeah. Just your cousin. Yes, yeah, so, and we won't discuss that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I am drinking uh, Proper 12 Ooh. Irish oh. whiskey. Ooh, Jerry gave pretty. it to me for my birthday. Oh, very nice, Jerry. And that's since a beautiful it's whiskey, bottle. Since it's whiskey and soda, which he was drinking consistently in the movie, I am adding some ginger ale. Oh, very nice. I think he means club it. soda. But I know, fine. but I don't like club soda. Okay. So Listen, he never uh, clarifies. So. Whiskey and yes. ginger. Interpret as Jack, you wish. Jack I know. I, I don't like club soda, so I stayed away from that. All right. Let's uh, fact check last week's okay. episode. First, let's start out by the fact that Katie, Jim, and I, this is not from last week's episode. We're going to see how it gets made. <laughs> 
How did this get made? It's called How Did This Get Made? Brian wore a shirt. How it gets made. And I'm wearing my shirt. <laughs> and yeah. we also, it's it's in their, their doing their podcast uh-huh. in the, live at the Met in Philly. Uh-huh. And our three seats yeah. are just three seats in like a little balcony box. Like Walter and Gromit. Yeah. Yes. No, Walter and Gromit. No. Gromit. Like <laughs> Waldorf and Stadler. Stadler. Or Some, it was close. Waldorf and Stadler. Like, yeah. <laughs> right, Brian? What are, who are those? Yes. Guys? Yes. No, you were right. <laughs> Katie was not right. Jim was like right. Like Walter and Gromit. <laughs> Not at all like that. Not at all like that. Oh God! So we are very excited. We'll be talking about. So that I can't wait to find out what, what they're watching for that I episode. Well, I know. So we should make it before. our movie as well. I was going to suggest it. Yeah. Great we'll, idea. We'll, so we'll do it. Uh, yeah. um, fact check last week. One of the points we were watching Alien and, and Keenan um, was kind enough to, as he was listening, <laughs> tech text me, and it did make sense. I, sh- I thought this was the case at the time. I couldn't remember because I didn't have my AFI list. Blade Runner, Ridley Scott. So we we're talking about how Blade uh-huh. Runner and Alien weren't on the list. Blade Runner is actually ninety seventh on the mm. list. Interesting. Um, hmm. Which just got on the list, but it's Alien funny. is not. I would Both, think that Alien should be on. I think Alien's probably more influential than Blade Runner, but I, I, I don't think so in the sense if you ask a lot of directors and okay. stuff hmm. in terms of lighting and yeah, yeah. aesthetics and things like I. There's an argument to be made maybe Alien's better than Blade Runner. Yeah. That's a genuine argument. Yeah. Um, I think maybe because Blade Runner's more just sci-fi than Alien is maybe why it got on the list. I'm yeah. really, as I start to watch these AFI films, there's a clear... I don't think they're the 100 best films of all no. time. No, they're They're just all fitting, like, it's kind of like, we need one of these, we need one of these. We're only going to give this director one. This director mm-hmm. can get two. This director can get three. Um, and I think that's probably what happened. Because Alien, I I like Blade Runner better. Mm-hmm. But I think Alien is, if, if you look at some of the other movies on the list, Alien is clearly better. Mm. Than yeah. um, the teeny underwear. Yes. Yeah. Okay, the teeny underwear. Half undies. The, uh, we are not the only people concerned about the teeny underwear. Mm-hmm. There yep. is a groundswell of social media coverage mm. on the teeny underwear. I could not find out, uh, as far as I found, there is no connection to like why she was wearing this. Yeah. We need a in little fact, context. Actually, if folks didn't fact, listen to the last episode, Bri. Yeah. So Sigourney Weaver wears the tiny undies. Very tiny, like almost. Tiny undies. Like children's children's panties. underwear yeah yeah doesn't cover um, her butt doesn't cover it at all, all the way not just she the sides, wanted the top the top of the butt she actually wanted to be nude in the scene interesting she was they were talked out of doing that hmm. she thought it would be make like a good turn of pace to have her be you know physically naked suddenly naked. where she's yeah well, no, and and I think there was some stuff cut out, cut out of that scene, but instead what we got is a tiny ridiculous undies. look. Yeah, yeah tiny, I actually, very tiny I, though the nudity I think would have been, like, gratuitous, I think it ultimately, maybe for what they were attempting, based upon what I've checked into this about her vulnerability and everything, yeah. would have made more sense than what they had her wear, which I, was ridiculous. No, I yeah. agree. Again, I, it made sense to yeah. me that there would be a bathing. Right. It would be like, well, a, now, like a, a, a rinsing... Right. Right, with, I, the, yeah. with the tiny underwear, you're replaying the whole movie, going, "Was she wearing those under her yeah, clothes?" I just feel the like time? I was yeah, uncomfortable for all she those months. The whole time. Her lying in that like egg thing for a long time in tiny yeah. underwear. Yeah, yeah. 
57 but, years. That's a long but, time. Uh, there's, but long there is a time lot. to be wearing improper undies. Yeah, the whole outfit. Yeah. Very, un- very uncool. Uh, but there's a lot of people who discuss that piece. Fan and it's bothered a lot of people uh, for a long time. Undies. Um, now, other nudity. Uh, Katie asked about Kurt Russell naked. Yeah. I tried to find that. I put that into my search <laughs> query. Ooh. And you're on a list. Would not click any of the sites that popped up mm. as I did that. So I have no further. Interesting. Research for you. I also um, had an interesting experience searching for something this week. Uh, I did click the link. I was looking for the Mr. Softy ice cream truck. (laughs) Here's Mm. a warning. Mr. Softy.com has been hijacked. Uh, It says that it is the site to get your mobile ice cream fix. But when you click that link... Mm. No, mm-mm. I was at school. I was sitting at my teacher computer, teacher computer, looking for ice cream for the teachers. We could, we could, we could. There were a lot of naked could, women. Yeah, we could leave the rest to the uh, imagination. There, there were a lot of naked. All women. right, next one. I, my uh, IT department knows. It's I'm not going to get like I, had, okay. I like I did all the things I'm, you're supposed to do when okay. naked women appear on your computer at school. Okay. Got it. Um, you have to, you have to report ca- that. Jeez. Okay. The cat in Alf oh, yeah, was yeah. named Lucky. Lucky, and there were no connections to Alien. Well, he was trying so. to get eaten mm. by an alien. Yes, but there well, were no direct connections to it. I think we can still give credit it. to yeah. Alien I mean, for Alf... establishing the cat-alien connection. Yes, we can, we can say that. <laughs> Bucky Slight would like everyone to know that Dick's Sporting Goods Store is not Dick's.com. <laughs> that is... Uh-huh. The Do other you one you gotta when... watch out for is White House. The White House dot com or Hotmail. That's different. Hotmail. Do you remember <laughs> when? Different than yeah. the White Do you remember House. When gov. Aaron, different. when we lived in Seville, and Aaron bought a brand new computer just out of the box that day, we had a party, and Donnie showed up and oh said her, 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 <laughs> her homepage. So every time she opened Hotmail. her browser, it's so there's got viruses on a computer that just. She yeah. just purchased. Uh, and finally, Jim asked, do all birds have breasts? No, Katie um, asked that question. No, I? I believe you were the one who wanted that fact check, Jim. Uh, birds do not have nipples. No, they're not or mammals. mammary glands. They're not mammals. They can't um, breastfeed. But they do have pectoral mm-hmm. muscles, mm-hmm. Um, which we humans also have. So yeah. theoretically, even though it is a breast bone yeah uh, it is they are not breasts in a, right. a mammal right right but it is a but muscle you could eat a, yes and that is a muscle part that we, we refer to yes like we talk uh, about chicken breasts and there turkey is, like, yes there yes no then that's what they call yes yeah, yes yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. good uh, one other thing is that katie and i are have dove into aliens we dove uh, oh, I saw you reference so we, the second you were watching the second we one. We are still 20 minutes from the end, right when Newt it. falls down the vent. Jesus. And Katie was very tense, but she... It was similar to the watching of uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, Katie yeah, was... Like, Katie's I even more intense than this. Covered everything. Oh, there was, uh, and it holds up, too. Of... There is, it is a good movie. It is a good movie. Yeah, James Cameron did a good job with it. Anyway, mm-hmm. we can talk about that another time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all right. Well, perfect. That is a fact check for this week. Uh, rundown for Vertigo. Who wants to do it? It's your turn. Uh, Vertigo is the story of um, Scotty Ferguson. Is his name? That's his name. Yeah. He Did is... we go to school with Scott Ferguson? No, Scott. 
I think you're thinking, oh, no, we went to school with Becca Ferguson. Yeah. You're thinking of Scott Farkas, who is yeah. the kid with yellow mm-hmm. eyes from... I don't think that's who I was thinking yeah, of, but I, all right, go ahead. There's um, probably a Fergus, a Scott right, Ferguson. That sounds like somebody who went to the University of Scranton. <laughs> so, yeah, it's um, it's the story of Scotty Ferguson, a, re- a police detective in San Francisco mm-hmm. um, who has vertigo. Uh, so he has a fear of heights, and every time he is somewhere high... He gets vertigo because of his fear. Um, early on in the film, within the first like minute, we we find him running on the rooftops, and a police officer he jumps. He he barely reaches the other building. Um, he's hanging on. A police officer tries to save him. He won't reach his hand out because he's scared. Mm-hmm. The police officer ends up dying. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, I don't know how long, but he is retired, and um. <sighs> <laughs> and, and, and very cavalier about the fact yeah. that someone died. Very cavalier, very cavalier. About, about the fact that someone died. And then uh, he is hired by an old college friend to look after his wife as a detective because the guy is convinced that the wife is going to die. Um, and sort of what Hi. happens from that point. Hijinks ensue. Hijinks yeah. ensues. Yeah. I have a very serious question. Yeah. How much did the city of San Francisco pay Alfred Hitchcock to have this serve as some sort of a tourist promotion (laughs) that they could show on planes so that folks would go to San Francisco? I don't know. This was based on a book that was set in Paris, and he chose San Francisco, um, which he didn't have to. I mean, he's filmed in Paris, obviously. I don't know if there's another movie that I could think of that has such gratuitous scenic shots of just like look how beautiful this city is ant-man and the wasp have you i have not i have not seen that oh yeah that is basically a uh tourist ad for san francisco yeah i want to i want to hold them up lombard street you mean oh well bullet is the you know yeah bullet is bullet. steve mcqueen there's a the... lot of movies that highlight san francisco the number of locales in this movie like it it, it covers some ground mm-hmm. and every setting change there is a shot of like do you know this beautiful place look at look the, the, here's the yeah. postcard shot of this beautiful. there was also place. an eddie murphy there's a lot one of that new york in. movies like that all right if there's an eddie so. murphy one in san francisco as well the golden child Okay. No. Gonna, was that in San Francisco? I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold true child. to my statement. I said. Well, I I'll, you know what? I will fact there check. There has never been a movie with so many. I, yes, I will fact shots. check next week. Um, films based in San Francisco. Sure. Yeah. And we'll get a list. Of I want some the number with. of seconds of scenics. That's what I want. Okay. I want how I many seconds? Me. Going into the desk scenic to shots. get a piece of paper. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. All right. Writing down that. Uh, here's right. a hot take for me. Yeah. Hot take. I don't think this film has any right to be a top 10 film no. in the AFI. Neither do I. It is a top 10. This is number nine on the AFI film. And mm-hmm. this is my hot take. I was no. bored by yeah. this movie. This is not the movie that I thought it was when I said, uh, oh, yeah, I've definitely seen this. No. Yeah. I, I, did you see North by Northwest, which I think I is a, I wish we had done, did. which yes. I think is a superior film. Yes, to yes, this. yes. I have seen that. OK, so I do not have a lot of Hitchcock uh, viewing experience. Mm-hmm. Um, this was sort of not what I expected. Yeah. Um, I was not impressed, and and maybe it's maybe it's um, 
just how long it's been since the movie. It's 1958. So, so 60 years. 60 years. Right? Right. 60, am I doing and, the math right? 60 years. Um, You know, I, I don't know the context of why people think this is like a top 10. Well, would you we like the movie? little history of yeah, this? Because this is, the, us, this is the greatest jump um, from previous yeah. AFI films. It was okay. only number 61 in the last bank before the updated version, which they use now, which will probably be a changed again in the next couple of years. Okay. So it went from 61 to number nine in, in, in Britain, in one of their, um, their cinephile catalog, it actually surpassed Citizen Kane as the number one film of all time. I don't get it. This film was a massive box office failure upon release. So much so that Alfred Hitchcock pulled it out of release and you couldn't yeah. find it anywhere until 1983. Um, so critics did not like this movie at first. And then it became a critic, uh, like a critical darling. And I think it's not for the film itself, which is going to be my argument about the film, um, which is I understand conceptually there's some interesting things in it and there's some really interesting things to discuss about it. Mm hmm. But I don't think it's his best film. Everybody says it's his best film. I don't mm. think it's his best film. I disagree. And and this is like me, maybe because I got on you guys about when we watched 2001 and being like, well, all these critics love it and all these people. So maybe we're wrong. I just found myself sitting there last night. I was like, I just am not overly interested no. in yeah. this film. We paused it halfway through and, and had the discussion of like, you know, I wonder where this is going to go. And and up until the end, I was still having that feeling of mm -hmm. like, how is this going to all play out? And having just finished the movie, I feel very unsatisfied. Not, yeah. And not in an artistic way. Not like, ooh, that left me thinking. But just like, mm, no. Yeah, I think the opposite is true for 2001, which is I felt satisfied. I felt like mm -hmm. there are things to think about and explore. Sure. It's still, it wasn't my favorite, but I, I can, I, recognize can I understand why that would be in the top 20. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, what I don't understand though, I just feel like North by Northwest, if somebody would say pick a Hitchcock film, I think Psycho's better. Yep. The birds. I, Rope is interesting. The birds. So much about this is everybody and why I think critics started liking was it was supposed to be the most autobiographical because Hitchcock was a dick and he treated women like his lead actresses like garbage. And sad. this was like a lot of people say like in biographies, I feel like this is critical analysis. So people are like, I'm going to write a thesis on this or I'm going to write a book on this. And mm. that's where it started. The people started to be like. There's so much meaning and we could discuss their treatment of women and ob the obsession that... and stuff like that. But to me, that didn't play out on the film. No, like with and... 2001, at least you could sit there and be like visually what Kubrick did was unbelievable. And there were some themes there and he, he there weren't characters and things like that. We, you know, we're not going to rehash that argument. But Jim, you're right. You could see what he was going for. And there was I feel like he executed that. But yeah. With this one, the... I'm not sure what he was trying to execute. Then that's to me like that. That argument is no good because then what you're saying is that a movie could end up on the best of list as kind of like evidence of who the creator was, as opposed to well, being I, I outstanding think, yes. in its own and right. I, and I think I, you I, get I, a lot of that in this list. That's weird. And I think you yeah. do. I, don't, I think you do. I don't like interesting. Like that. Yeah, this is actually not ranked which i find really intriguing is not ranked nearly as high 
by the director's guild list. Okay. Or the cinema. It's not even anywhere well, near sense. the top so 100 the for the cinematographers. There are some shots where I was like, okay, that's cool. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I was not impressed with any of yeah, it. Yeah, North by Northwest, I think, again, to go keep going up, because it's the movie I wish we had watched. The one... Um, oh, go ahead, Bryce, was there, there was just... He... When Hitchcock's at his best, I think, he's, he does this great job of establishing, like, geography and tension. Yes. And, and building to it. This was just... And Paul, I'm going to steal Paul Shear's line because I listened to the unspooled version of it. He was like, this was like kind of Kubrick-like, where he's like, the characters don't have much and he's trying to get something and it's the meaning of it. But I don't but think so I Alfred Hitchcock isn't Kubrick. I feel you like know, in terms Kubrick of how he movies, pulls that off. Even, though, even the ones that I don't love, there is an innate like creepiness, yeah. spookiness. To me, this movie, like I was expecting that in this movie because it's, Hitchcock, right? Like, I, so I kept yeah. expecting, like, where is so, the? But it never felt. There was to me, a part of really me felt creepy that thought that thought it was going to be like a full on like, like M Night, which you know most of his movies are basically Hitchcock stuff. I thought it was going to be that the friend Midge had like planned this whole scenario oh. to like knock him mm -hmm. out of his fear. Love that. Let's talk about Midge, because yeah, where just walks the hell away. did she go? She just walks well, away like, when she thinks he's crazy and not oh, coming back. <laughs> all right, we've been friends for 35 years. We should yeah. have married each other, but now mm -hmm. I'm done with it. Now you. I showed you a painting, and now, now I'm you're ashamed. mentally ill, yeah. and so that's it. There's a few mm -hmm. things here that I think maybe don't age well, which is what was going on with the painting. So, like, when she showed him the painting, it's just a self portrait, it wasn't risque at all. And he takes it as a an overt sign of her like coming on to him, and no, it clearly it was. was. Oh, that was the painting. No, that was it was the, the painting woman. from the light. Oh. The that thing. The so she That's was turning thing. herself. But yeah, then, gotcha. but so, but then I missed Midge's. So were we supposed to believe that he had told her all of the stuff? Because well, that I guess I missed you know that, that conversation because he was being secretive. The Midge character was added in a very late version of the screenplay. We like, very late because they Midge. needed mm -hmm. like yeah, Midge they was needed our favorite somebody, part of the movie, but they needed somebody to ground it somewhat. Yeah, yeah. Because there she is, was the best part of the movie. Do you know what? It's interesting because I think the people have certainly cherry picked a lot of ideas from this film. Yeah, um, yeah. and and utilized them in other ways. Um, I have my little. Dale Cooper yeah, Twin Peaks pop today I because mm -hmm. I think there's elements of what David Lynch does in Twin Peaks where you know especially the most recent Twin Peaks where you have you know the obsession towards this young blonde yeah, yeah. which is what Laura Cooper was which is yeah. what a lot of this film was about but there's also all these sequences of driving and in yes. this film there's all this driving and this yes. like voyeurism and this like well, some of that stuff was really interesting to me i had a huge issue with jimmy stewart in this role yes i, well, I was gonna ask if we could try to attempt to speak like no jimmy. we can yeah you oh, can oh, and the mid-atlantic uh brian's a jimmy stewart oh leprechaun gosh, that was very oh. good brian that was very good but he where like but I, it it starts right from the beginning of this movie though when he effective. starts talking and it takes me right out of the film yeah yeah it's not it, it's Yes. And even his, just his facial, like, the, I, so I, I, again, I don't know if this is just that the, the acting doesn't age also, well. Also, what age but, is he playing? 
I have a hard time with this movie on like what well age... he was that was a big piece that of the problem now, yeah he was 50 at the time of this and Kim Novak was 25 yeah and, and how old was the actress that played Midge because Midge was she looks I th- much younger she was like, as well well no she was she was I think 35 and they were supposed yeah. to be in college, college. together yeah. yeah in college together yeah. well some of us age work. better from college yeah. than well, others and this is not just it. look at yeah. Facebook just look at Facebook yeah so here's and I'm the, not saying if I'm one who aged better or not. I'm just mm, saying look at well, look at Facebook. He, he, there's a few things about this movie that, um, in one scene, I I thought the best shot of the whole movie was after, um, after the what's her name, um, the Judy, no, well, or no, Madeline, Madeline. Oh. After Madeline, it jumps off the tower and dies. Yeah, there's that far off shot looking down from like outside the tower and you can see the priest and the nuns coming up to the body. Uh And then you see Jimmy Stewart exiting the other side of the building, like sneaking out, which I thought was really cool. Yes. But in the end, when you find out what really happened, what you know is that there's two other people now in the tower and how the F did they get out of there? <laughs> See, I didn't... Here's my issue. I didn't mind... I thought the twist piece was interesting. I, I did. I, I thought the twist piece of it was... Like, some of the structure of it was an interesting conceptual idea. I'm just not sure that enough was done to get to that. Yeah. And, and that... I, the, like, the weird thing, like, when he saves her from the water... Yeah. Then he brings her back, and he clearly stripped her naked, yes. put her in bed, and oh yeah. Uh, now this goes done. This goes done spooled. Yeah, but this goes done spooled because I actually I never listen to other podcasts about the movies we're doing because I don't want to be influenced. So I'm citing them here because um, I found out why that was because that sequence really bothered me, and that was all censors like. Hitchcock, the like when things were being filmed, they couldn't play up the creepiness of that. They weren't allowed to allude to it. So they're on set basically saying, no, this has to look like there's no problem or there's nothing creepy about it. And they oh, had to, that was they, that was supposed to had, not be creepy. Yeah, so, they had to. Well, no, that she had to be like, oh, this is OK. Like yeah. I'm naked in bed, you know, like, but see, why I wouldn't you be like, what the fuck are you doing? I thought she me? kind of was. And I thought I his thought she reaction played cool and then ran away. I thought her reaction, I'm sorry, his reaction to her was super messed up. Like, so well, as, he's a, as a police officer, psycho. yeah, yeah. Like, he, there was no, like, hey, here's who I am. Yeah. Here's why you're naked in my bed. This is, it was leering and angry and weird. What movie, Jim, this is reminding me back to when we were discussing a film a long time ago we did, and they cast somebody instead of Tom Hanks. What was? Remember, we were talking about like, we're like, no. could you imagine if they had put Tom Hanks? Oh, it was um, Groundhog Day. Oh, right. It was like, right. and and Tom Hanks was like, I can't play this because nobody's gonna believe I'm yes. a dick. Yes. And mm. he's like, so you have to have Bill play it because Bill, you can kind of love Bill or yeah. you could hate Bill. Jimmy Stewart's not that. Like no. that's my issue. Like I, he's he's not that he's a, not a good actor, and I think parts of his performance were really good. But I think this is a film that may have been better served without a Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, well, yeah. And I, I think the, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. I just don't think the the character arc in this story is interesting yeah. at all. I thought. I don't think that. Yeah, go ahead. No, about three quarters that, of the way through, when you find out sort of what's really going on, I thought we were getting like a real 
like like true detective style story where he was going to follow this mm-hmm. until everyone who was involved was it was you know had paid the the price and that doesn't happen and it feels so unsatisfying and so less interesting and he doesn't even do a good job of exp- of of telling the story of the vertigo leaving because I, I'm assuming that's what you're supposed to believe at the end. Yeah. When he's standing out there. Was, that, really did, was he gonna jump? Well, uh, that's other. Yeah, like you don't know because he doesn't. He doesn't. Does tell he the give story. a shit? <laughs> well, that's it. I, so I felt like at the end you were still questioning. So how much of this is he's obsessed with this woman and is trying to to create her again yeah and how much of it is that he's figured out that it is the same woman and is solving the crime right but the victim shaming sort of thing that happens at the end um makes you feel confused yeah and and, and just like which is the problem that he doesn't go after the guy right yeah the the we husband now nah, no, he, he gets left. off scotch no, free. He's gone. Yeah. See ya. The woman and that he hired. What happens in the end for those that are listening? Spoiler alert: uh, she gets startled by a nun and falls out of the building. Oh yeah, the nun comes out of the so shadows. So that makes no like. I, I, this is well, something well, that, somebody had alluded to this idea where this is like to me this is like show this film in high school English class. For symbolism? And then just analyze, like, yeah, yeah like, the yeah. idea of the nun, like, she's not Chase, and she's a liar, and this is yeah. her comeuppance, and she's going to die because she helped another woman so, die this then, way. So what happens to Jimmy Stewart? Well, that's where the whole thing, a lot of people have a theory that he just jumps yeah. oh. out as well. But then what happened to the husband? He's fine. He, go, he goes to another country. Oh, no, he, he, went and, he went and found another mistress. So, yeah. yeah, so he's fine. fine. He's rich. So he's he, okay. So... And, the moral let's, of the story is be the rich guy that gets away. Okay. Let's not forget that there was also a wife here that was killed, and she is not covered at all. No. <laughs> really, by the way, pretty bad dummy when you look <laughs> yeah, at yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Couldn't they have just put a, a, a person down there? Because that is not a person on the bottom. When, when, that um, the, when Jimmy Stewart is having his acid flash hearing no oh, no, no, no no oh the hearing yeah what? oh yes that is that a court of law what's that? That? happening there that i is that just thought it was still somewhere like on this, the this, campus yes. of the this mission this is not yeah. the this is not plymouth colony where <laughs> they, they just, just round like, convened, up uh, like the yeah. nuns this, and a lot of men in suits yes, this, this yes. was a lot like santa and an area putting little finger on trial yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Totally. To be to be fair, the Salem witch trials was more legally binding. Yeah. <laughs> these people. So that I was like, I wasn't sure. Like, what was the legal body that was running those proceedings? I don't know. It was... I, at, I at one point, literally today, and I, I, I have no time to do this, but I, I'm watching this, and I'm like, and everyone's like, well, you have to watch it multiple times. I considered rewatching this film hmm. because I'm like, did I? miss something is this maybe one where i i continue to watch yeah. and i was thinking about it like some of the ideas were really intriguing to me about this idea of like women and how they're objectified and how but, you know he create and some of these things but but i kept in my mind i kept thinking i these are discussions i want to have and i'm interested in the ideas but I'm not sure the film itself is going to no. reward me in any way with no, that. Like, I'd rather just have I, a discussion about those topics than rewatch that film for two hours. I did not see that movie as presenting that idea purposefully. Yep. I saw it as evidence of a time where 
women were objectified. So I don't. Why give the movie was, the credit? No, because I do think he was trying to do that. You really I, I think, think so? He, no, he was. I think because again, the source material is a book, and it was very purposeful. I think he was. It was very much like this idea that we get obsessed on these ideas of, and I will say this, he does create a very creepy vibe when he's like, no, buy this suit. You right, must do right. Suit. That part, oh, like, 100%, that was, yes. Like, that, there was something interesting, but then he goes, he gave an interview with Truffaut, like the famous interviews he did, and it's this whole idea about, yes, wanting to sleep with people who are dead and necrophilia, and like he's trying to sleep with a dead no. person by creating a person who's alive and making them dead again. And but I'm just, I kept thinking, like, A, in my life, I really don't have two hours to devote yeah. to something, and again, unless I really like it. And, I mean, I take this for what it is. I'm not saying it's a bad film by any stretch of them. I'm just saying there's other Hitchcock films. If I'm going to watch a Hitchcock film, I'd yeah. rather watch. And also, to the point of, like, a lot of, I mean, uh, Kubrick had a lot of slow transitional shots where like you saw spaceships moving in 2001 and doing things very methodically and that was purposeful it served the purpose of the film in this with the driving two things it was distracting as far as like how long it was i'm like jesus is he turning another corner following this car <laughs> again and two the 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 shots of the driver were fake yeah that bothers me there's in like we're going back to david lynch with the twin peaks revival yeah. which i think you guys should watch um there are there's i mean like at one point i think there's like five minutes of driving at night yeah. but it's doing what kubrick tries to do with it means like it's trying to create an atmosphere and lull you into the sense of and it's real driving yeah. it's not with the fake matted backgrounds yeah. there's a fake matted background drive granted all the old bomb movies yeah. in north by northwest they have to do it but there's a purpose to it like in north and northwest it's like a chase and stuff like this i get what he's trying to do but it, i just don't think it ages well because the no. scenic backgrounds are so bad yeah in terms of how they construct it Again, still an interesting film, I think. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying it's not an interesting film. It just There's no way to me, personally, that this is a top 10 film of all time. The first shot of the eye, of her face, what, uh, first off, what purpose does that serve? Um, the second is that I was shocked at how, like, crystal clear it looked. The restoration looked amazing. Yeah. But there are other parts of this movie where it is so soft yeah, well, it right. they said awful. apparently. It yeah, seems apparently very they were trying. But it was they were trying to make it like a ghost. It did not look good. Mm -hmm. I, 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 the 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 whole thing they became most known from a cinematography yeah. thing is the scene where they like they do the they zoom in but pull the camera back. But it's only in the vertigo the big, shots, and it happens yes. like six or seven times when he looks yeah, down at most. And it's like at by most. by yeah. the third time you see it, you're like, oh, yeah. okay. I don't get it. I want to hear from our listeners who who loves well, this movie and why do we love Kenan it? Keenan does. I think Keenan did. I think Keenan texted me that this Kenan. was like one of his favorite films of all time. Keenan, I'd like to know why. why. Yeah, I, I I do. I listen, and I'd be willing at some point to rewatch it. But to me, there's again, there's just other Hitchcock ones that intrigue me a lot more. Yeah, and I think I you can get a lot more. The experience is more enjoyable. As yeah, a viewer, yeah. I, I just think there's a ton of movies that do uh, 
everything like not even like there's a movie that does this specific better piece better there's one that does this this piece better there's one that does this piece better um but this does them like all really well so it needs to be in there i think there are other we could probably find other movies that do all the same things better yeah if and and i'll I'll try to think of about a few for next week could we have uh, shoot a video sequence of just you making Katie put on outfits and be like, no, she's got to mm. wear this one. Yeah. This Actually, one. That, Katie this does one. that to me. Yeah. I have to wear all kinds of I'll, crazy I'll stuff. Ma- I, make him want, oh. I make him look more like Hagrid. Is this in the yeah. Chamber of Secrets or I, like I legitimate to, stuff? Why do you think I'm growing a beard? Yeah. Now this time with the umbrella, I need to I, I'm taking umbrella? supplements just to grow my beard. <laughs> Do you know when Katie and Jim were up here visiting? At one point, Jim cornered me in the bathroom. He's like, "I just, I need a razor. Help me! So help me! Help me! Anyone touch help me. this? Hey, well, Jim's beard is so glorious that even Aileen was like, "Maybe I should have Brian." Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> that, but then, then she's like, "Go in and shave." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay, so that is. Um, <sighs> That is vertigo. vertigo. Uh, feel free. Uh, honestly, though, I this is something hard, I, the hard sigh. I that was a Katie hard know, sigh. Yeah, I want to know why people. I, I don't agree get with it. Katie. I want to know. Like somebody convinced me. I, I, don't, I don't hate it. it. I, yeah. I feel like I, I'm missing something. I do think like it. You could take all of those clips of San Francisco and put together a very nice commercial. Do you know somebody it actually cut together? Like a Vertigo style like, thing. They took all the scenes from San Francisco and different movies and cut it together as an indie it, film. Okay, so here's the equivalent, right? <laughs> Is like Nicolas Cage in National Treasure, right? Where you see like every historical Philadelphia landmark. However, those sites are pivotal to the story of mm, the movie. Yeah, yeah. Whereas by here, the way, that- it's like, do you know there are redwoods in San Francisco? Do you know that it's by the coast? Do you know that there are the missions Salsalito. in San Francisco? That was one of my big issues. They should have gone to there was, Well, uh, there they was a, a, a yeah. war the scene. Yeah, they do you know the Golden Gate Bridge is in San Francisco? Mm-hmm. Do you know these beautiful, this this art museum? Also, San Francisco. It, it oh, really, what was the name of the art museum? Oh, it had a very the imperial, Legion. the Legion of yeah, something so good. impressive. And I was yeah. like, that sounds like a video game it place. Really seemed like they financed the film. Yeah. We forgot one of the great San Francisco films, The Rock. Rock. The Rock, Bre- yeah. Brett Buckridge. The Rock. Brett Thank you, Brett Buckridge. I would love to watch The Rock. There's great. a there's a lot of good. San Francisco I would love to watch movies. The Rock as well. Do you know that Keenan also told me because he was talking about this film that um, Con Air got more Academy Award nominations than Vertigo. Best song, right? Uh, yeah. Well deserved. Yeah. What was Liam Rimes? Was what was the song? Excellent. Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the we'll song is. But I love Hero, uh, all right. something like that. Hero. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's enough time on that movie. All right, I'm here we go. Instant reaction this week. Um, this news I found really intriguing. Uh, we've occasionally talked about network television and how we don't watch yeah. any of it. No. And NBC taking a play out of what I would see like an Amazon doing, not an NBC doing. They purchased the rights for from Dan Brown for his Robert Langdon character. Interesting. I love the idea because I think I would love to see that character in more of like an eight episode. So here's the problem. Here, right out of the gate, NBC is going to want 22 episodes. Of course. For a season. And this show is going to suck. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it needs to be four or five episodes a season with one overarching mystery 
and put it on Netflix or be okay with only airing five hours a year. Because otherwise, this is gonna it's gonna be terrible. Yeah, yeah. the The potential is amazing. Yeah. I've always felt that authors or novels' best venues now are not the big screen. Right. Mm-hmm. In many cases, it is Netflix and Amazon. Now, oh, yeah. I think it's a much better avenue for yep. for if given properly to the right people to do it. Network well, TV, however, I. I'll be shocked. Yeah, the one it, I want to watch is uh, Nosferatu on AMC. Oh yes, is Joe AMC. Hill. Joe Hill, who is Stephen King's son, uh, Nosferatu is uh, his my favorite book of his, which is awesome. But it's it's a license plate and it's spelled it's N O S four A R two. Yes, think. Um, I think that's right. Yeah, and it's it's cool. And Zachary Quinto is playing the main bad guy. Uh, it should be awesome. I'm excited to watch it. Haven't now, unfortunately for Robert Langdon's series, it's the worst book by far. Which uh, one is it? Which, it's the one set in America. The oh, I, I, I never read that the, one. Yeah, it's not very good. Huh. Angels and um, Demons is, is excellent. Huh. Angels and Demons. You give me Angels and Demons, the novel. Yeah. The novel. Put that on Amazon Prime or Netflix yeah. in... you. I think you might be able to get eight episodes. Yeah. You have something that would be like legitimate must mm-hmm. watch. Yeah, it's good. That's and you get like book. a great cinema. T- I mean, you could shoot the shit out of that. The yeah. Vatican, like I think Italy. Da Vinci Code got the most play because it was the most famous book, but it is not even close to as good as Angels the, and Demons. I don't the think. other problem is legit. Every Dan Brown book is the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it a, it, like, there's an NCIS. It is like, like, it is, it is like Mad Libs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like take out the name, put in a different name, put yeah. in a different government organization and artist, and you have a Dan Brown. Yeah. yeah. So it, if, it should probably be on CBS. I think that would be, we've talked about our lovely <laughs> CBS programs. It's probably I'm a better sorry, CBS show. Right. everyone. Um, new game this week. Uh-huh. Very challenging game. I know Jim's not thrilled about this. It's so high concept, and I'm Do not. I, this is. We you, are full of. We are full of high concept. I don't have your we answer. We are full of high concept things here. This week's game is a game I created I called. Can't sent. Sorry. Uh, just pitch it. Okay. Okay. Just pitch it. No. Uh, this is a game in which we are going to take a leading star of the film we're doing the week that we do it. Mm-hmm. We are going to pair them with a pop icon from the 80s or 90s and put them in a film pitch together. You have one minute to pitch the film. We are going to give you a genre of film to pitch. And then we want you to just tell us a little bit about what your storyline would be, a title if you have one or a catchphrase or something for the film and mm-hmm. it's very free form uh, anybody any screenwriters out okay. there should feel free to take the idea and run wild oh, we you. just want a story credit thank i am much. willing to go first all right awesome if you would like uh, jim now i sent you an audio file oh you um, want me to play that yeah i would like to play a little bit of this so my story and this i'll give you the setup this week uh we are creating a jimmy stewart film in which he'll be starring co-starring with one mr richard grieco mm-hmm. in a hallmark classic channel type film um my film starts out with a down on his luck rock star Played by Richard Grieco. And mm-hmm. Jim, give us a, a sound of what 
Richard Grieco's music sounds like. This is a true, real cut yeah. from Richard Grieco. Let's Here see we go. how long we can take this. Okay. That's not him playing. No way. That's we we don't think that's Richard playing. He is providing the vocals when it cuts this, in here. This has three thumbs up. <laughs> it does, it does. <laughs> All right. Okay. So imagine the guy singing this down in on a his bar. Down, mm-hmm. it's re- yep. like nobody in the bar, right? Nobody in the bar. He's hit the hard times. Mm-hmm. So he has no money, no house. He's living in his car. Mm-hmm. He goes out to a winery okay. that used to be owned by his family, and there he finds a blind migrant grape worker who is working in the vineyard. Now, what we tend to find, what we learn as the film goes on, and this is where Jimmy Stewart comes in, Richard Grieco is the reincarnation of Jimmy Stewart, who used to own the vineyard, and the film is entitled and inspired by one of the great 80s songs of all time. Hello, is it me you're looking for? I love that song. Richard Grieco falls in love with the blind migrant grape worker. Oh, I'm sorry. That's on the vineyard. Is it male or female? Uh, Could be either. I'm open for casting either. So Mm -hmm. I thought that the blind migrant farm worker was Jimmy Stewart. No, Jimmy St- Richard Grieco is the reincarnation of Jimmy Stewart. We see Jimmy Stewart in flashbacks. I would we like use stock to footage my of Jimmy Stewart. Grieco falling in love with blind Jimmy Stewart. No? Just, I don't want to play so this cool. game. <laughs> no, listen, I put time into mine, so you're okay. gonna you're Okay, gonna, so here that's listen. hello is it me hello is it me you're looking for. Here's mine. All right, Katie, go ahead. All right, so my rundown is uh, this. So Jimmy Stewart is an angel. God damn oh, it. I love it. <laughs> love it. Clarence. His, his name is Stan. 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 <laughs> yep. Stanley. So Richard Grieco is a tortured artist playing himself. His name is Richard Grieco in the movie. <laughs> He's fine. I love it. He is Richard Grieco. He is now, Richard is Grieco. Is like he really I mean, Richard Grieco? Yeah, or is he yeah, just I mean, playing he, a character named Richard Grieco? No, he is playing himself. Oh, I love it. Okay, um, this is great. Because then he doesn't have to really act very much. Mm. So no, Stan convinces Richard to stop painting his emotionally abstract art. To return to his first love, his work in the acting world, Richard struggles to overcome his fears of inadequacy, so he begins as a clown at children's birthday parties, (laughs) (laughs) where he rediscovers his joy in performing for an audience. Song from the soundtrack is I've Had the Time of My Life, and the title is The Spirit of Acting. (laughs) Boom. Jesus. That is a oh. Hallmark hit right oh, there. God. I will be Double expecting feature. my royalty check. Thank you. I bet much. we could sign Richard Grieco up for two films. Yep. He could do Hello, Is It Me You're Looking For and your film. I... Two for one. Lots of Jimmy Stewart footage we could mine. I have okay. seen the Hallmark movies. By the way, small amount yeah. of one of them. By I the way, Katie, was I was taking notes. The blind migrant farmer is now a man. Yes. We want, we are, it, it, Pride Month, 
right? That's right. We are celebrating diversity in our filmmaking. Thank you. Now, have we discussed how we're getting Jimmy Stewart into these movies? Uh, Stock footage. Yeah. We're just going to use some stock footage. Or actually, in your film, he's dead. in your film, we're going to need to do like some of that crazy Princess this, Leia shit. I thought maybe one. we could, right, can yeah. we do the yeah. soft, that Paul Walker the soft from, lighting thing yeah. that they did in Vertigo, right? We're Wherever to Jimmy do that. Stewart yeah. appears, it's like a little bit Or hazy. maybe like a Jimmy Stewart reenactor. Yeah. Oh, we sure. could just, oh, let's go. Yeah. Probably, oh, I don't yeah. think we have enough money probably if this is a Richard Grieco film to, because his salary demands are yeah. probably going to push us over budget. Jim, um, what do you have? So mine is going full on Hallmark. If there was like a Hallmark movie for men, uh-huh. uh huh. So which is I'm not sure that exists. Rich, yeah, yeah, it doesn't. I, I love it. Richard, I, but I, I, actually, th- I actually think women would love this. this film as well. Um, and and we're basically really leaning into the fact that all these people have been miscast age wise in all their films. Uh huh. So <laughs> Richard Grieco, current Richard Grieco playing a 14-year-old boy <laughs> whose divorcee, oh divorcee mother played by Stifler's mom. Stifler's mom. Uh, remarries oh, Jimmy Stewart. Oh, my God. Who uh, now has to help raise Richard Grieco through his <laughs> tough teenage years. The title... I haven't figured out the whole plot arc, but they it ends happy. Like this is there's a bonding moment there's between a, father, father and son. son. Yeah, the title of the movie uh-huh. is called Father of Mine. Yes. Father of Mine. And the song is the Everclear song, Father of Mine of oh. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Or I any of those it. stained songs which happen to be about I'm pretty sure the guy from Stained and the guy from Everclear had the same dad. Mm. Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Oh, that made me, now that you bring up father uh, in relationship issues, I had a question. Yeah. Have we found a film where the lead actor, lead actress relationship is less believable than The Notebook in Vertigo? Uh, no. I, no, no, because, because the time Jimmy period, Stewart is so, I'm sorry, go, you go. I was going to say, just because of the time period, I, I think that that kind of shit happened. Yeah, Jimmy Stewart was so freaking creepy that you believed that he'd be like, because I'm just going to take you because I want you. Yeah, and, and so, that she would just so, have to go along right, with so, it. So I don't think you're supposed to believe like, oh, this is true love. Though I guess when you meet the woman later on, she does say that she fell for him yeah. as well. Yeah, I didn't believe that. Yeah. No. Anyway, maybe you're right, Brian. All of those films... Uh, can either be written by you or set up through our screenwriter. Mm-hmm. We are still going to try to get um, Keenan to do a sport, a port man treatment, yes. and get Greco in uh, as port. Genius. Yeah. Um, I think we're some, gonna try that. Something's happening with Brian's audio today that makes it sound like he's got auto tune going yeah, on a little bit and, once in a while. And, and I would like us to do this for next. Are we week. frozen on your screen, Brian? Brian, no. Brian no, okay. needs to do an auto tune song. We can do that too. I forget which. Yeah. which right. uh, We're gonna work oh, it out. Oh, does it not week. sound okay? Next week. It sounds okay. Just yeah. every once in a while, you get a little. You know, it's it's very like rare, but it, and Katie called attention to it now. Yeah. So. Well, you just yeah. you know because we gotta okay. tell it's people what's little, going on. You're, it's like if you on. could pixelate a voice, that's what it does. Oh. Well, maybe I should pixelate myself. 
Uh, all right. This week's things yep. to talk over a beer at Oscars yep. question. Yep. Uh, name two films from our lifetime mm-hmm. that you think people will still be watching in 60 years. Okay. Ooh. Because in 60 years is when Vertigo came out. Um, and I'll make it even harder. Think about this. Can you think of two films that we've discussed on the show, potentially, that could mm-hmm. maybe do that? Maybe yes. to kind of narrow it for you. All right, Katie, go. I have two in mind as well. So you go, Black, go and we'll give two. Black Panther. Okay, Black Panther. And Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Oof. All right, let me go. I have two. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. Inception. Hmm. Yeah, really? You think Inception? I think Inception. I think Christopher Nolan is going to be the equivalent of like a Hitchcock in 60 years. Interesting. And, I think and you would take Inception is... as his... I, right now, I, I, I like Memento. We haven't done it. Yeah. I think Inception is a big blockbuster, but has a lot of like shit you can talk about in it. And visually, he does stuff that nobody was doing at that time. So I think it's one of those ones that... It's also, I think, Inception. One of the things I love about Hitchcock is, with North by Northwest, is North by Northwest is kind of timeless. Yeah. Like, you know, like, Cobb, to me, is like Cary Grant in North by Northwest. You're going to be able to watch that. Like, the time period it's set in is almost irrelevant. It's like the story, you know what I mean? Because it was kind of far-fetched for that time period. It almost doesn't matter when Inception was made. I think people are still going to be interested in that story Yeah. Um, at that point. Man, it's really tough. Um, I think... Ugh. As far as movies that we've done... We don't have um, to. If you think other ones that jump to your mind... Yeah, I'm 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 having a tough time with this. I I don't know that anything we've done jumps out as something that like I think it's hard for me to give that much credit to something to say in 60 years people will still be watching it. I think people by the way will still be talking about the big love. I was thinking that, but I don't know uh that seems again awful um I think Pulp Fiction is probably to the, the best time, one. Anything? I think Pulp Fiction, 2001, but that's prior to us being born. Yes. They'll still um, be talking about that. If yeah. looks could kill, of course. But I mean, that's... <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I can't pick any of the movies that we've done and say, I, I don't think that Blank Panther is going to be the one. I do. Um, I think people will talk about Endgame. Uh, if we if I can move outside of things that yeah we, well, yeah do whatever what whatever I don't know that they'll still be watching it but I think that you know to cap a twenty movie twenty plus movie arc is pretty ridiculous and I think um, I don't know that anyone's going to be capable I don't even think that they're going to be capable of continuing that level of of you know. Um, consistency. Yes, and that is a great point that uh, you're bringing up, Jim, that I plan on discussing when we do our crossover episode with Keenan and Tim on Pop Adult, because okay. I'm wearing thin on superhero movies, and I love them. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think you might be right about that. Time five uh-huh. questions. Uh-huh. I am answering <laughs> this week. Okay. Brian, thumbs up or thumbs down? Heights. 
I hate heights. I'm way thumbs down on heights. I am. Te- I hate bridges. The idea I could not walk across a bridge. Mm-hmm. You could pay me money. Mm-hmm. I'm terrified when we used to go to the Outer Banks and we had to cross the mm. Chesapeake Bay Bridge. Chesapeake Bay Bridge. Bay Bridge. It's not yeah. even high I, though. It's not high, but it is a little scary. It's intimidating. It's just the idea. It's intimidating. Uh, two, two situations occurred to me um, mm-hmm. with heights. Yeah. Both when I was. Uh, in my 20s leading um people to people trips mm-hmm. i had to go to the top of mount vesuvius mm. which was terrifying you know people talk about like you feel like your legs are giving out it was difficult for me to walk to the top wow because by the way mount vesuvius the width of mount vesuvius could take a normal sized room uh-huh. that is the path to get to the top no railing and it's just the mountain no, thank you. that you're walking yeah, up. No. I would have carried and, you like Sam carries no. Frodo. Well, thank you. I know you would have, Jim. And you no, should have been there. The love yeah. between the two of you yes. is really inspiring. And you inspiring. should have thank been you. there. And then uh, I did go to the top of the Eiffel Tower. And I walked up. And you that Good for you. was a little difficult. Because yeah. I felt I was leading a trip of students that Could, I had. You couldn't just stop and cry. I couldn't no. do it. And no. I was thrilled that I did it. Would not ever do it again. Would, do again. Did a nun pop out and scare the students no. off the and top? And then I jumped off the and actually, the, I'm genetically, if you don't believe your children don't get parts of you, yeah. um, when the entire time we were at Disney World, Claire's like, will there be any d- dramatic drops on this ride? Hashtag Claire Costa. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to trademark that. I'm going to trademark dramatic, dramatic drops. drops. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to trademark so that, Claire Costello. All right, um, next. It's funny that you mentioned Paris, though, and the nuns, because that made me think of the children's series, Madeline which might have as many scenic shots, but uh, it's a children's picture book. And that's sort of mm. what the purpose and is. And it kind yeah. of is supposed to like introduce book. you yeah. to Paris. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all right. Okay. Number three, nope, two. Oh, two. Would you rather die, if you had to choose, of impact or drowning? Impact. I feel now, like you're probably dead before you hit. Yeah, but so like, I, do you know I mean? it has to involve the, the fall. Sorry, I should have said that. I still, I still think drowning is supposed to be like horrific. I don't want that at all. Yeah, I think I agree. Impact. Okay. Impact. Um, The thing I am, this is a fill in the blank, Brian. The thing I am most afraid of is. Loneliness. That which is why I buy lots of. Vo- but Brian, you've already experienced it. No, and no, it came the, out the, the other I know. side. Yeah. No, I, I, the thing I'm most afraid of, um, is sand. Mm. I yeah, hate sand. Hate sand. sand. You really do. I really hate sand. I don't like sand. All right, it's questionable material. I get All that. All right, number four. Favorite. My favorite thing about the state of California is that I don't live there. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Not a favorite state? No. Huh. Taxes very high. Uh-huh. Um, actually, you know what I loved when we went out to visit California is um, the Mexican food was amazing. Oh, yeah. We had yeah. amazing burritos. And the weather, obviously. Amazing. I've only been to the state of California once, so I'm joking. Mm. I really don't have uh, a lot of there. We went to San Francisco, mm-hmm. and we went to um, Los Angeles. So I, I don't know if I have enough to come. I... I do know their gas prices are crazy. So mm. that's maybe that's my least favorite thing about the state. Okay. Um, yeah. And vertigo might be up there. 
I really thought but you were no. going to say something like the beaches, because yeah. You know, oh no, I don't mind covers. walking on beaches. I just um yeah. I don't want to go to the beach. We went to the Santa Monica Pier, which was very. I also thought you might say the people. Because I feel like Californian people are not your um, kind of people. But the thing is, California, nobody's actually from California, I feel like. Mm. Most people are, like, transplanted. Yeah, but I mean, like, the people that live there. Like, the people that go to California. Well, a lot of the people on um, House um, Hunter's Renovation are from California. Aileen and, and like I enjoy those, watching like, that show. It, so. Well, yeah, but is it because Well, I like actually making fun of right. people. Yeah. So yeah, you're probably friends with your neighbors in California. Yeah, you're probably right. All right. Sorry. I'm, I just wanted to answer the question for you. Yeah. Uh, number five. Deep thoughts. Do you believe in supernatural forces? Um, like supernatural, like God or like supernatural, like there's ghosts. Ghosts. Um, I'm torn on that. I feel like there's probably something with that, but I don't believe like people who are ghost hunters mm. and people who like claim they're psychic. But I think there's probably people who don't market themselves as reality stars mm -hmm. that have some kind of connection to those things. So no to John Edwards. No to John Edwards, yes but to I like yes, I think Nikki. there's I think there's probably I think if you believe in a spiritual world mm -hmm. and God, I think you have to believe there's probably elements of mm -hmm. things going on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This space is clean. <laughs> Do you even know what so, movie that's from? Poltergeist. Yeah, good work. Yeah, Poltergeist is scary as shit. Mm -hmm. That and is a scary movie. What we found out from Craig T. Nelson is that he was on cocaine the entire time. I am at not surprised. Just at all. Not, not even just cocaine. No, on all kinds Other of stuff. Other kinds of things. You well, need that was what probably uh, that was. Is that late seventies, early eighties? Yeah. I mean, yeah. everybody was. I you mean, need to listen to his episode of. Yeah, of I do. Zach I started. It that's on my list incredible. of stuff I have to watch. Um, Katie, great questions. Hey, thanks, I'm very Bob. impressed that you you met every criteria of a question. I I that really we usually have. I really tried. This time, I looked. I looked at the categories, and I usually made it's it trying work. that leads you astray. You're just like, no, nope, yes. I'm not gonna but do that. But you were no, on I the ball it. this I week. I did it this time. Um, okay, recommendations. Who has some recommendations for this week? Yeah, Katie, you go first if you have horses. Any. Horses. You want to recommend horses riding them? Batteries, we, ghouls. Just, we just went. We went to like look at cats some and dogs today. Living, living together. together. Oh my God, when's the last time you were like up close and personal with a horse? <laughs> they are magnificent creatures. I mean, just amazing, amazing. <laughs> All right, you know Jerry's family so, owned a horse, like Did a racehorse. Really? Yeah, no, Jerry's sister, his youngest sister, was very good. Um, she would do the. Yeah, the equestrian jumps. Mm. She's very, very good at it. So we learned today, we probably already knew this, but like there is a socioeconomic hierarchy of the kinds of hobbies that you can have. <laughs> and we are not horse people. Uh, we're not going to ever be able Ew. to be horse people. Like we they know what you could be? A hobby horse person. That's exactly you what Brett Buckridge said. Yeah, Brett, Brett yep. put that up tonight. It's a he great said, idea, Brian. Get in the hobby horses. Yeah. You know how you like, could borrow mine. You know, like different. So, so like 
you know, your kids might not be able to do like all the travel teams and the, yeah. you know, the different, like they might not have private coaches, but they can still play like CYO basketball or whatever. Mm. There is no version of that for riding horses. Nope. It is either you put a second mortgage on your house and go millions of dollars in debt or your kid never rides a horse like that yeah. that's yeah, yeah that's yeah, it or you're, like, i would you're, argue that nowadays though money. there's really not a practical reason to know how to ride a horse well you could argue that there's not really a practical reason for most hobbies brian they're well, I know just, if it's a hobby, but I'm saying like it, you're not you're not sailing? like harming your like, children. Nobody's by sailing it. to go discover well, new with lands. With global warming, you might have to sail to survive. Have you, you not you ever seen Waterworld? You also might world? need yeah. to know Water how to world? ride a horse because Waterworld, Katie. What if there's Katie, no all the horses more are gonna Dennis Hopper has all the gasoline. No, the, you the have to ride an animal. Like Jurassic Park. Yeah. But with farms. The smokers have all the gasoline. got to yeah. get on Clearly, that Clearly, we're going to have to watch on this show. And they're driving the Exxon Valdez. <laughs> <laughs> Which they patched. Yeah. And, like, just, like, really kind of slightly dirtied versions of jet skis yeah. from yeah, the yeah, 90s. Yeah, yeah. Not a, not so dirty you couldn't see the brand name of yeah. said jet ski, but, Suzuki. you know. Um, Oh, that's that, that, that is might be one of the direction. best recommendations. Yeah, most of our show goes in a strange direction. I don't really have any recs this week. I didn't experience anything new. I don't mm. think this week did I? Oh, well, I'll recommend Aliens. If you that's if you really listen good. to our episode last week about Alien, jump right into the second installment. It is good in a totally different way. Yeah, by James Cameron. Yeah, and Zach Shepard awesome. interviewing Elizabeth Gilbert also oh, excellent. Yeah, really good. She's one of my gurus. Uh, Love her. Oh, yeah. She's uh, a new book I out. have a few recommendations this week. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm stealing Jim's recommendation on social media. If you follow us, I, I talked about it. The Expanse, which is fantastic. Jim recommended it a couple weeks ago. I've seen the whole first season. Now. Uh, Jerry is now watching it. Oh, great. As well, based on your recommendation and loving it. He said he's starting with the Martians. Okay. And I said, of course, he is. Yeah, fascist. That makes complete sense. Um, season three of The Handmaid's Tale is on Hulu. And Aileen and I have binged all three of the episodes that have been released. And I would argue this is my favorite season of the right, three. We've got to do that. We also, still have to finish the second. I know, I know. Finish um, the second. Luther. Not spoiling. Oh, we I forgot about Luther. What, yeah. yeah, I have to. I haven't watched those yet. So oh, that, it, that's only, the, only the first episode. Well, it'll be tonight, yeah, it'll tonight's be two. the second. Two. <laughs> but Luther, obviously amazing. But Handmaid's 3. Also, because I've never been on, I haven't been on Hulu, but we got on Hulu to be able to watch the yeah. Handmaid's. Oh, nice. I found one of my all-time favorite shows that lots and lots and lots of Americans have never heard is a show called Spooks. Uh -huh. which is also went by the name MI5, mm -hmm. which was the British equivalent of 24. Okay. Um, and they're only like eight episode season. They, everybody who's a British actor, it's like the law and order of England. <laughs> Any British actor, you know, from modern hit, appeared in it. Olivia mm. Coleman was in it. Cumberbatch is in it. All these people, the, the guys who were behind Sherlock mm -hmm. were writers on the early. This show, if you've never seen it, watch it. Mm. You think like Game of Thrones killed major characters? Think 24 where they killed Jack Bauer in like the third episode. Mm. 
Great. Well, so now we know what happens. Now we don't need to know. No, but they don't. No, because you don't. Because you don't know who's Jack um, Bauer. There's one, no like one, more, one Jack Bauer. Okay. One more recommendation. Amazing. I finished Becoming by Michelle Obama while I was giving the ACTs yesterday. <laughs> Cue, Her recommendation is to proctor the ACT so you can finish Michelle Obama's awkward middle-aged woman proctoring the ACTs and crying in the corner. <laughs> you might have affected their scores. I probably affected their scores. Eating my biscotti and sobbing into the book. Oh Jesus! <laughs> what is going on? All right, finish this. Let's put a bow on. What this. is going? Um. So, we I need to put a bow on this day. Uh, oh my God! Next next week we are returning to Hogwarts. All right, calm yourself. We're returning to Hogwarts, Harry Potter, and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm. Uh, we are thrilled. We have not been mm -hmm. to Harry mm -hmm. since many, 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 many. My beard is not long enough for this yet. Jim did not even have a beard. Um, I, this is more we of a serious black beard than, yes. than a Well, that's beard. perfect because we're we're getting serious black. Yeah. Um also some plugs upcoming. Jim and I, we were supposed to record tomorrow night mm -hmm. our Dark Phoenix um movie review on Pop Addle. But Jim has work. Uh, in Washington. Yeah. I'm wondering if he's making it up just so he doesn't have to see the film. Um, no, but gone. no, he has a job. I know this surprises a lot of people. We don't earn a viable income no. through this. Um, so Jim had to go to work, so we'll be recording that later. Yeah. Um, you know, we have to go to real jobs, or like me, I've invested a significant portion of my um, free cash into Richard Grieco wine bottle art. <laughs> which I'm sure so you, is going to be Brian's no longer liquid. Uh, yes. So there's I, just uh, there there uh, the, the emotionally abstract art market is going to go through the roof soon. Brian, and I want, you are all going to be. I sad. want a video of you with your hands in paint. I think he needs to do it with his feet. With his feet, <laughs> taking it to the next level. He's going to hate paint That's as much as he hates sand. Sand. What if I did sand please, art please and painted this. the bottle? Please, yeah. please do this, Brian. Please, yeah. please. Um. But Jim and I will be on um, oh, Pop Addled soon, talking yes. Dark Phoenix. Um, please like, subscribe, and review cat podcast. We do yep. a horrific job of getting people mm. to uh, do I that. Know, I was so to if do you a could, video. I gotta do that. Yeah, we, and and, uh, and let's give a shout out to Brett Buckard. He says he listens to us during his commute oh, every. Oh yeah, we have. A, every we, there are so. lots VIP of. I will fan. say this. Genuinely, we're very lucky. There are a lot of people um, who who listen and talk, and people came up even and are up to date. Like yeah. I had people yeah. um, come up to me about our aliens episode yep. and reference things. I so loved, we we love them. Spread the word to other people. Brett was saying that in conversation with his wife, he often has the feeling that he has spoken with us. He'll <laughs> be like, no, no, I just talked to them. And he's like, mm, no, I, li I just listened to the podcast. That's, that's fine. <laughs> and like feel free, that. always, if you listen, to send us a voice recording of how stupid you think we are or how brilliant to mm. com, uh, commagers at gmail. E except for Jerry. Yeah. Jer we don't need to hear from you, Jerry. Jerry is a big supporter of our show. Yes. Mm -hmm. Athletic yep. supporter. Athletics. Uh, so we return to Hogwarts next week, right. um, and that will be thrilling. Get, my Get your butter beers Get my ready. Wand ready. All right. All right. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Adios.